Whoa, 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 dads. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, moms. Whoa, 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 whoa. It's moms and dads. Pose. Ah. Uh. Welcome to the Posecast. This is Meryl, and I'm here with... Dagoon Boy, Will Posey. And he's drinking his milk. And Kyle is working. And we forgot to do an intro. So here you have it. It's uh, Mr. Pill Pose and Meryl Pose on the couch together. And uh, I'm just going to give you a little preview of what you're about to listen to. Yeah, it's very good. You're going to learn a lot is what Will just said from, from the first segment which is me and my sister-in-law, Olivia. Well, what do we have in store for the second segment? He says a bunch of gibberish because Kyle and Greg, um, they didn't really plan their stuff through, and it's just... It's just a lot of word vomit, okay? They're watching the Phillies. They're talking about being dads. And uh, I apologize for... I, I just want to apologize ahead of time for Kyle eating while talking, playing with his wedding ring while talking. Lots of... Yes, thank you, Will. Will is um, reenacting what was going on while Greg and Kyle were talking. Just... Lots of loud noises that are going to be really annoying, but just uh, hold on, hang in there, and get through it. But really enjoy that first half. All right, guys? Segway! I'm not as good as Kyle at doing that, but you know what? I tried to put my own spin on it. I like it. So we have a guest returning. This is this is a first in history for the Posecast. Olivia, welcome back to the pod. Thank you so much for having me back, Meryl. You have this title as returning guest now. Greg does not have this title. How do you feel about that? <laughs> um, I don't like to compete, but I do think I he do. will be a little... <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> I think he will be a little bummed that I was mm-hmm. the first guest on a second time on the cast. Yes. Yeah, he really, he missed the cut by this much because there's a good chance that he and Kyle are going to have their own seg on this episode. But we recorded ours first. I just want to make that clear. We recorded ours first, so (laughs) we get to make the rules of this episode, basically. Absolutely. So we can go first, or we can, like, save the best for last, whatever we want to do. So if for some reason Greg and Kyle's segment goes before ours, well... We still know. We are saying right now, you are the first returner. Yes, I appreciate that. I feel very honored. Well, it's a great day for us because 
it's mom day, not mom day. Would you like to uh, explain to us what that is? I would love to. So mom day slash not mom day is a day that has been planned in our two-week itinerary planned by the one and only Kyle Posey, Mm -hmm. where Meryl and I get one kid-free day, but not just kid-free, just a Meryl and Olivia day. Mm -hmm. So it is mom day, but it's technically not mom day because we are (laughs) off duty the whole day. No responsibility, no posies around. None, except the ones that married in. (laughs) Yes. So it's been a pretty nice day, I would say. It's been a great day so far. It's been no plans, just whatever we feel. At one point, we looked through every app I have on Apple TV. Didn't pick anything to watch. Just nice to scroll. And we were fine with it. And it was great. It was really nice to just look at all the things that we could watch, but we don't have to. And we have the freedom to watch whatever, whenever, because we don't have to worry about children looking at a screen. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't turn on my TV anymore, ever. Me either. Only because Kyle works in the room where the TV is. So normally, pre-COVID times, I would start my day with a little TV and coffee. Mm. And then I would, of course, shield Will's eyes from the TV. Of course. But I'd get a little taste, you know, just to, just to tide me over until he goes to bed and I can... Yeah. Know. But not much TV in my life these days, so... Uh, definitely really no nice. TV, for the most part, before <laughs> 7.30 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> but afterwards, it's all TV. <laughs> yeah. It's much harder to manage what you want to watch when you only have, like, two hours a day or so to mm-hmm. do it. Yeah, you have to, like, be very decisive and mm-hmm. just, like, go for something, which is, like, not the times we live in anymore. It's like, no. eh, I don't know. This is quite a commitment. So, yeah, But we, we had some good stuff in the rotation today, I mm-hmm. would say. Um, after our morning walk to get coffee. Some excellent coffee. Mm-hmm. Not sponsored. Yet sponsored no. by Ola Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> We're working on getting Ola to sponsor us, but... Um, Kyle, you know, he's, he's got Jorp there and we, I'm going to say uh, you want, is this the time you want to do the read for you Jorp? Know, I, I'm good on the Jorp read. Okay. Um, but, but those guys are there and, you know, maybe I come in with the better, you know, with the better ads. Okay. So, uh, working on that. But first on the TV agenda yes. was Housewives of Beverly Hills. Excellent. Excellent episode. Do you think it was good? I think it was good. Because... For someone who's been dipping in and out mm-hmm. of Real Housewives for a while now, it's just it's a lot of TV commitment. And as we mentioned, we have a very limited television time to commit yeah. on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. I dipped back in to the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. This mm-hmm. season, mm-hmm. and this episode in particular, is right when the Brandy Denise drama is about to drop. Yes. We're in Rome. We're on the trip. Mm-hmm. This was excellent episode. Yeah, we got to get some drama. We got some a lot of glam. <laughs> good dinners, good activities that we know that the Evolution USA producers could not have paid for, so we know the ladies were paying for. It. <laughs> I would say it was good. It was good. Yeah, I, I'm. I couldn't believe that you haven't been watching. I know. You're it's just unlike me. It, it's very weird to me. That 
you're just reading the spoilers of the season or you're reading the drama like you're just reading articles about it yeah and that's you know that's understandable but like I feel like I haven't given up on my Beverly Hills ladies no I need to I need to come back to the Beverly Hills that is the one season of of the Real Housewives franchise that I think I've really like kept up with regardless of whether or not I've watched the season Mm -hmm. that's like the one group of women that I I still keep up with as I'm going along Mm -hmm. um I don't know if my fandom is as strong as it has been in the past for things like Vanderpump Rules obviously or Southern Charm those are like my two other Bravo Mm go-tos but I would say that Beverly Hills is definitely up there Okay. It's just it does compete with other shows, and it does. I do have to share my screen time with Greg because we're in the same room. So we, I feel like you get Greg to watch a little bit. Yeah, of, Greg watched Vanderpump Rules the season with me, like episode by episode, like uh-huh. the last two seasons of Vanderpump, and he's actually like had some opinions. <laughs> Might be a segment that they can do on their yeah. segment of the, the cast. <laughs> okay, favorite housewife on three. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. One. Two, three. Kyle Richardson. <laughs> I almost said Kyle. <laughs> I love Lisa. That, that's a good close second. But Kyle, she's, she's an OG. She's been here forever. She's yep. a smoking hot husband. Sorry, Greg. Um, <laughs> and I just love her. Yeah, that's a solid choice. And I almost went with Kyle because of the OG-ness. And she puts it all out for the show. She, mm-hmm. like, went through periods of, like, not speaking to her whole family because of the show or whatever, her, like, her sister. <laughs> so, you know, you got to respect yeah. that. Definitely. I, I think that's a strong point. I'm really going off of who I want to be, mm. you know, if, I, if I could just totally live the life. And, you know, Harry Hamlin is not a bad choice for a husband. Not at all. So I think, you know, if I could transform myself, Until I'd Serena. go with Lisa Rinna be a great Lisa Rinna. And she's got, you know, the same hairdo she's had for years and years, decades. She knows who she is, just mm-hmm. like you. <laughs> not afraid. Oh, I'm not to Lisa Rinna levels. But you know what you like, and you're not afraid <laughs> to stick with what you like, and you just rock it. Yeah. Yeah. And she's not hated right now by anybody. No. That's where you want to be. You want to be in that sweet spot. Yeah. Where everybody's, you know, on your good side for the most part. Yeah, I would agree. And I think the fans love her. She's a fan favorite. She is. And Meryl's a fan favorite, of course, (laughs) in the Posey family. Okay, so we really switched gears after, you know, a little trash. Yes. And uh, put on Netflix, Mm -hmm. just, you know, browsing. And they like, you know, they give you those little 20-second trailers for everything Mm -hmm. it's just gonna play automatically which i have a lot of thoughts on that i hate that it's really annoying right it's really (laughs) annoying because some i hate when you're like finishing something and it's about to like start like another random show or like another random trailer at the end of whatever you're watching i'm like i don't want to watch this Mm -hmm. and then when i'm scrolling and it just starts to play previews of things like i don't want it spoiled for me in the beginning yeah just loud it's annoying it, I don't it is loud it just it, it, when you're not, and I'm still not ready for it no. I'm just you know I put on the app all right I'll get to it but it just starts and that's how they get you and that's how they got us today that is how they got us because today. it was like the second thing to scroll through mm, I, you're right and the it was it's a doc so we watched a documentary 
uh, it was called uh, speed the speed cubers. The yeah. speed cubers. Okay, please um, explain explain the premise. So speed cubers, speed cubers. <laughs> it's really hard to say. <laughs> okay, the speed cubers is a documentary, and I just want to make a comment that like I feel like documentaries tend to be really long. And, like, mm-hmm. sometimes they just, like, don't get to the point. And I feel yes. like this one was, like, short, sweet, interesting, mm-hmm. heartwarming all at once. It was wonderful. Yeah, or they get to the point and they're like, well, we've gotten to the point, but we must fill more time. And then it kind of loses you. Yeah. This, I w- it was, like, at its peak. And it was beautiful. And we were like, this is really great. This is 40 great. 40 minutes in. I mean, what could they even give us next? And they didn't give us anything more. They were done. They told their story. And I was, was happy it? because, you know, it wasn't three hours long. No. It's technically a documentary about these people, probably mostly children, mm-hmm. who are very fast at solving a Rubik's Cube. I did know at one point how to solve a Rubik's Cube back in, back in high school. Um, that's really impressive. Yeah. Like, I think I tried to figure it out at some point without the internet and I couldn't do it, which mm. I'm not, I mean, is it possible to figure it out without the internet? I don't know. How did you figure it out? Um, I believe that if I recall correctly, Brielle and my friend Topher taught me how to solve the Rubik's Cube. Mm-hmm. So something I feel like senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. That's what I think, but I may be recalling incorrectly. So there's these uh, children, essentially, who are so fast at solving Rubik's Cubes, they do it in seconds, and they do not only, like, the right, the standard 3x3 three three Rubik's Cube, they do, like, 4x4, four 5x5, four, five five, yeah. 6x6, 7x7. Seven seven. You know, we start the story learning about this guy. Shoot, I forgot his name again. Oh, my God. Okay, hold on, <laughs> hold on, hold on. He's a world champion, though. Felix. 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 Yeah, it's we can't remember it because he spelled he was so he was Australian, right? He spelt it F E L I K S. Felix Zemdeg. That's his last name. (laughs) So Felix Zemdeg is from Australia. Probably like a thirteen-year-old-ish is maybe when the documentary starts. Like early teen, Mm -hmm. super fast. Has all the world records, which apparently those exist, of the fastest. Rubik's Cube solve across mm-hmm. like all the different categories and they're mm-hmm. like one hand solves they've got like some interesting categories so they talk about Felix and then they like switch gears and talk about like the new up and comer his name is Max Parks mm-hmm. but it like dives deeper into a story about how he's like diagnosed with severe autism mm-hmm. and his parents were like trying to figure out how to like connect with him and help him in the world and it was just like such a heartwarming it's also sad story about like you know you know and now as a parent it, it makes me like I feel for them as parents but they were yeah. also amazing like if I could be yeah. like them as parents that would be like that's the ultimate goal Mickey she was our girl Mickey the mom, the mom she was our girl she like she figured out I mean she I know there was a lot of frustration involved mm-hmm. but like you know she was she was upset because he wouldn't make eye contact with her wouldn't really you know engage with her and then she kind of figured out how to connect with him like on her own she just started like kind of mimicking what he was doing right yeah it was kind of what she she said she's like um i kind of just like started to sit with him like i didn't try to talk to him i just like sat with him yeah and whatever he did i did and i finally just like broke through 
with him. And then they were saying that he and I guess other autistic children um, struggle with fine motor skills, like using their fingers and and hands. So um, he was really drawn to the Rubik's cubes. I think someone gave it to the, or they had one, and mm-hmm. he started playing with it, and he like fell in love with it. He was like super focused on the Rubik's cube, and they just found like it was like a perfect activity to like develop his fine motor skills, but also give him something to do. And then they found like these competitions, and they like originally treated the competitions as like social experiments or you know teaching him how to like wait in line like listen to directions like wait until you're told to do something like you know how to like win and lose graciously so it's like these competitions are also uh used as a tool by their parents to teach him and it was just like great parents great (laughs) top-notch parenting top-notch I wouldn't have thought of that. I would never. I mean, I don't. I, I don't know. But maybe if I was in their shoes for long enough, I would have come to yeah. that conclusion. You'd probably tried other things too. Sure, there was, there was probably a lot about the parenting journey that we did not see. But I think we need a separate doc on like dive more into that. A hundred percent. But then, like Max really looks up to Felix because Felix Max is like nine or eight at most, and. Felix is like a teenager and Felix has all the records and like Max kind of looks up to him and then they're like kind of like frenemies but like Felix is just like a really good competitor and friend and Max like looks up to him and loves him it's just and they become like kind of friends over the course of the documentary mm-hmm. Max ends up beating like all of his sorry I don't mean to spoil it but Max just like breaks all the records and but they like form this like really nice friendship and you can see that like even though they said that Max was had about I think he was around eight or nine in terms of his emotional development Mm -hmm. he you could tell he found something he really loved and it was just very endearing yes my favorite part was when they were at dinner with max's family oh yeah and felix came to dinner and you know max max you can tell really takes to felix Mm -hmm. and felix was telling him to eat his vegetables (laughs) and and he was like oh okay just piling it on his plate (laughs) like his mom we were saying his mom needs to hire literally because like there is a connection there that he just listens to whatever felix tells him to do but what was your favorite part what was my favorite part i think my favorite part was the whole the whole parenting part like Mm -hmm. when she finally like connected with him yeah and they found all these like avenues for him to develop his like social and emotional skills and like seeing the whole part like mickey and the dad like they're their whole experience with it all and you know they were also the parents were so upset or worried about like how max would take it if he lost like worried about like having an emotional outburst and he like lost in the end and well, that was a big spoiler sorry sorry spoiler <laughs> alert it's not about that okay. it's not about it but <laughs> he lost graciously and i think that was the the key winner of the that was like the win mm-hmm. of the whole documentary that's what i would say for sure. And he... All right. We're just spoiling the whole Sorry. thing. And Felix didn't win either. And the no. big story was that Max, he was concerned for Felix. He was sad for Felix. And for someone who has a hard time expressing his emotions... Or feeling the emotions of others. Yes. Like feeling on behalf of somebody else. Yeah. And he cared about this person so much that it came through. Yeah. So anyways, um, hope everybody checks that out. It doesn't matter that you now know that they lost the big world championship. It's still very It's just about life and, and love and yes. friendship. Um, but yeah, and solving Rubik's Cubes very fast, which I would have thought that 
a world record for solving a Rubik's Cube would be like, I don't know, 15 seconds. Yeah. It is not that. No. It is, it is way less than that. It is, I think, the three by three. Mm-hmm. The world record was around like five seconds or something. Yeah, like that. it might have been less. They do get to see what the pattern looks like beforehand. That's a very integral part. They get to observe what the pattern is so that they can figure out which moves to to fix it or to solve it with. Then once they start actually solving it, they can do it in five seconds. Just the amount of muscle memory and the amount of like algorithms that you need to remember. Well, I bought a Rubik's cube. It's on the way, so we'll practice. I'm, I'm, I think I, it's. An, I'm just. I thought of it as another way to cut my screen time down. Mm, that's a great which was down idea. Twenty five percent from last week. Let's let's cheers to that. Cheers. And then, what did we? Uh, what did we end on, Olivia? So then we waffled a little bit. Mm-hmm. We weren't sure if there's anything that could really top the high that we were feeling at the end of the speed cubers. <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to be honest here. Yeah. So last night we had the posies. The rest of the posy clan was here. Mm-hmm. And Gina gave us a bit of a, a, look, a peek into the drag race television shows. It was not the original RuPaul show that we were watching. It was a Canadian version. Mm-hmm. But we were pretty much hooked from the first episode especially because at the very end of each episode in order to prevent yourself from being eliminated you have to do a lip-syncing battle with the other person who may be eliminated and then rupaul decides who gets to stay and who gets to go or you know the host of the show Mm -hmm. so once we saw the canadian version um we were like well maybe we got to see what the real deal is all about so we've been watching season six specifically since that's the last season that's available on hulu right now Turns out 2014. Two turns out because Khloe <laughs> Kardashian's a guest judge and looks very different the way that she, way she looks than the way she looks right now. Um, it's from 2014, RuPaul's Drag Race. So that's what we've been watching. It's I can't believe I've never watched. It's it incredible. It's, it's such <laughs> good television. It's right up my alley. It's so. I funny. can't believe I've never given it a shot. And we liked Tilapia. Tilapia was epic tilapia was so sassy well i think that's not her name i know it's not <laughs> What's her okay name? why are we calling her tilapia because she came in and she said i'm feeling fresh or, or what <laughs> she said, Do you know fresh what? off the boat like some tilapia or something she like is making a it joke like, about being asian yes it was the uh funniest like intro line i've heard for anything <laughs> it was amazing so we're just calling her tilapia but that was i think her name was gia 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 gun yeah, and she was a little bit mean, very sassy, and just totally owned it. Yeah. And she, I liked her for it. Me too. I totally agree. <laughs> She's the, of, this, of the season thus far, her and the Courtney girl, because... I Courtney, just, the one with the, pretty, the very pretty... Yeah, she's very pretty. That's probably why everyone likes her, but... I mean, if I saw her on the street, would not think she's in drag at all. At all. She's almost like anti-drag in a way because she's not super over the top with the makeup and the hair and the outfit which some of the contestants had a problem with yeah they did but she pulled off the anti-drag drag i would say yes i would say too i liked her a lot yeah and she's kind of famous right isn't she is she the famous one from 
I think she was yeah. on like American Idol or something. Is that yeah, she was on American Idol, but the Australian version. Mm-hmm. So, um, she, yeah, she's um, she's not as uh, sassy or as funny, I would say, as Tilapia, <laughs> but. I think she's going to be a real contender. Tilapia on this doesn't season. know she's funny, though. Yeah, <laughs> she's just plain mean. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so we're we're about two episodes in there. Um, the lip sync battles haven't been as strong though as the Canadian no. one, because they they cut <laughs> off after basically the first chorus. They don't yeah. make them do the whole song, whereas in the Canadian version, they had to do like the entire three minute segment. I'm pretty sure. What was the first song that they had to do? Uh, Alessia, Alessia Cara. <laughs> This episode we watched last night, the lip sync battle was to Alessia Cara's Scars to Your Beautiful. And they started the lip sync, and Kyle like announces, just so everybody knows, I hate this song. I like the song. So and I. I thought it was perfect for lip sync battling. Like, great. If I was going to lip sync battle, I'd put it on my top 10. You know, if you need like a more serious, like, motivating song yeah. in there, I would definitely put it on the list. For a lip syncing battle, yes. Karaoke, no. Just no, a bit of a downer not karaoke. karaoke. Yeah. And this makes me wonder, Olivia, what would our lip sync battle song be? What would you challenge me to sing, and what would I challenge you to sing? Lip sync. I would challenge you to lip sync "Since You've Been Gone" by Kelly Clarkson. Okay. Well, I picked a Kelly Clarkson song too. <laughs> But in all fairness, all of her songs have the right amount of, like, belting it, but then pulling it back. It's like the perfect, like, the tempo of the song is not too fast. Exactly. Since You've Been Gone, excellent choice. I mean, it did cross my mind initially. Um, I'm trying to think, like, the best part of that song, but it's just, like... It's, like, the last chorus, like, and bridge to the end of the song. Which she, like, really songs. is belting it out at the end, yeah. Mm-hmm. All of Kelly's songs really just rise and rise and rise. Of course. And, I mean, they go they go up and down, up and down, and they just rise. She's so good at those she belty pop songs. She just effortlessly has the range. 100%. So, um, I don't know if... This is not as well-known of a Kelly song, I feel, um, but Catch My Breath, does that, that ring a bell? That's a good song, yes. Okay. So there, there's an epic buildup in Catch My Breath. Mm-hmm. And it's so epic that for years, me and my sister Mackenzie send um, videos of ourselves lip syncing this one part of the song. <laughs> and so obviously it had to be my lip sync song because I have so much practice That's with great. it. Um, but here I go. I'm just going to do it, okay? Go I'm, ahead. I'm very nervous because I can't hit the notes that Kelly has hit. But here we go. The part that we love goes... <laughs> you helped me see... She brings it back in. The beauty of everything. And, like, she hits the note. I'm so sorry if I broke anyone's uh, ears. But that was actually pretty good. And sometimes... Sorry, I was, I was about to do it again. But sometimes I hit the note. It's very rare. Like, I would say every... Like, once out of every 30 times, I actually hit the note. Oh. That's pretty good. <laughs> in my head. In my head. In every thought. 
that was that was that was the one. Um, so yeah, we um, oh, and one time before a Kelly Clarkson concert, I was really excited to go, and I was mm. going with Mackenzie and my mom and Meg, and I was in the bathroom recording myself. <laughs> singing that and then kyle walked in oh no and i I screamed and i have that video i should i should dig it up and Um, maybe show the that might be the the poster art for this episode yeah and i'm not embarrassed okay because well it's extremely embarrassing but Mm. meg every few years she'll get like a facebook memory of that video and she'll just (laughs) repost it So it's out there. It's out there already. It's in the Twitter you know, verse. When I run for president, people are going to be like, you think you should maybe not run for president now that this is out there? And I'd be like, eh, I don't know. I'm kind of proud. But uh, You should 100% be proud. You would definitely win Kelly Clarkson's vote. So <laughs> I, I vote for Meryl Posey. Well, I'm really glad that we both were like right there with Kelly. I love that. I also thought of, um, I've had the time of my life. Mm-hmm. from the Dirty Dancing movie, but I think I've been um, heavily influenced by Greg, who loves that song because yeah. he loves that movie. Mm-hmm. And just without the dancing, does it yeah. really... Without the lift. I mean, Greg's really only able to do it with Tommy. Can't <laughs> do it with me unless we're in a pool, so... <laughs> so, um, so you've practiced this before is what I'm He's hearing. made me try. <laughs> <laughs> so you can imagine how well that went. Yeah. Um, but I would say... Um, the RuPaul's Drag Race was our, or the Canadian version was a great kind of closer mm-hmm. for yesterday's evening because we had a bit of a rough part of the rough patch to the night before that. As you do, yes. You know when you have two boobalas, two boobalas, two dagooms, if you will. <laughs> two dagooms. We haven't told the listeners what dagoom is, but Ooh. but that is just a nice sneak peek of we will tell you guys what da, what a dagoom is okay. coming soon. So, the little Dagooms um, are currently sharing a room right now at Kyla Merrill's house. It is Will's bedroom, if anybody has seen it before. <laughs> so, we have the pack and play over in the corner by the bookshelf, and Will's in his crib. Mm-hmm. So, we've been trying to put Tommy to bed first and make sure he's in some deep REM sleep, as Merrill so eloquently <laughs> put it, before Will goes to bed so it doesn't wake Tommy up when Will goes into the bed. It's a lot of logistics yeah. transition yeah. moving parts here lots of moving parts but <laughs> and night one was a success night one was a, a great success tommy was successfully in his deepest deep room. sleep deep deep sleep because there was a lot of action for him that day yes so. and then i just the great thing about that room is there's two doors so mm-hmm. i just popped into the side right there's a door right by will's crib plopped him in the crib just start shoving the the pacifiers in there so he's like oh one pacifier over here one over uh, uh." and then he forgets you know that i was doing pulling the sneak attack you're going to sleep move yep and then he just goes to sleep and the other part of that night that worked well was that we pretended to leave greg and i pretended to leave because will has serious fomo (laughs) so we pretended to leave and stepped outside and like hid on the other side of the porch so that Mm -hmm. will thought we were gone and then that 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 worked out successfully yeah (laughs) the things we do yeah but last night was not so great tommy uh did the thing where he was so tired rubbing his eyes fell asleep halfway through the bottle i put him down sitting promptly up just ready to party again Mm -hmm. and uh Meryl was so sweet and, you know, took Will out with Karen and Gina and they, they walked around the box so that Tommy could have some peace and quiet. And then mm-hmm. 
We come back, Will's whinging, and Meryl's promptly like, it's, it's time. I'm just throwing him in and we're just gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna see what happens. And I'm gonna be honest, Olivia, I didn't share this with you at the time, but I knew it was a mistake. <laughs> you knew it was a mistake. You were just too nice to tell me this is a mistake. <laughs> Everybody in the house knew it was a mistake. A hundred percent. And, but I just, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't be around a baby anymore. Mom mode had to be done for yeah. the day. I think I was already thinking ahead to this day. Mm. I was just ready to. We're ready for uh, mom day slash not mom day to mm-hmm. begin yesterday at 7 p.m. So uh, then we endured about 20 minutes of lots of screaming just one after another well the best part is like i put will in the crib and there's just like a little lull and i'm like i know this won't work but when does when does this little quiet lull end and tommy realized more creatures were in the room (laughs) and tommy did his uh classic signature scream as if someone's ripping his toenails off and then that was how it began. Yes, and then and then Will was like, ah, creature in my room. <laughs> and they're just on and off screaming. Yeah. Back and forth. Tommy would scream. Will would scream. They both mm-hmm. stopped for about five seconds. Then mm-hmm. someone would scream again. Then the next one would scream. And this went on for a while. And that's what was going on inside the room. And then outside the room with you, me, Kara, and Gina... There was, well, Gina and Kara were, were okay. It's not their kids. They don't, they can endure, you know? I mean, I don't know if they really can, but it's not fun. But you and I, um, I think we were going through a similar thing, but we were showing it differently. Yeah, we were. You were kind of like to yourself, like I think internally screaming maybe, or yes. like just, it's painful to hear. Yes. And I was laughing hysterically did i i did i think it was funny yes but like did i like deep down want to cry because i can't listen to it yes of course but it came out in this like hysterical laughter that i couldn't control yeah and also i just kept picturing them on a roller coaster (laughs) just both hands in the air at the front of the coaster okay quietness as they go up and as they stop at the top and then ah! <laughs> that's exactly what it sounded like for about 20 minutes and i was i was really picturing the titan have you ever ridden the titan yeah six flags mm-hmm. that's like for a while i don't know what the new rides are but that was like the highest and like like the king the, Dakar was like the, the real oh, highest one i've never heard of such a we ride. went there on um in physics day in high school. Ah, which Six Flags? And the one in New Jersey. Okay. I well, I don't think, I'm not thinking we have that ride at the Texas yeah, it, one. It's very, I think it's one of the tallest roller coasters, King Ka. Really? Yeah. So that's it, the only part of the ride is you literally go up a very, very, very tall and just one drop. Yeah. That's so pretty that's much just, Titan too. It's that big drop. And then you just black out for the rest of the ride. But, yeah. like, I really wish they had blacked out. Like, <laughs> I wish I had blacked out so I didn't have to hear I it. 
I wish we had all just blacked out. Worse, like, we need to, like, uh, come up with a device for Shark Tank where our parents can just black out and not, not hear the any of it. The kids crying. Yeah, it's called turning off the sound machine or the, yeah. the monitor, but still it doesn't work. Yeah. This is my kid. It doesn't work because you can still hear him on the other side. <laughs> but anyways, it was, it was quite a ride for them, quite a ride for us. Yeah, I went in there once. I said, this is going to be my one attempt. Mm-hmm at soothing this is it so i went and turned on the um sound machine mm-hmm. the fish tv and it plays blue light with like little fish moving around they play soft bedtime music it's very captivating especially for tommy mm-hmm. so i turned the machine on i went to one standing child in the pack and play put the pacifier in went over to the other one who was standing and put his pacifier in i said that's it let me close the door i still the, the temperature of the room, I would say drop probably a good 15 degrees after I turned that machine on. It was, the screaming wasn't over yet. Yes. But, but the, we knew it was towards the end. It was we starting knew, to get there. We knew it was at the, the very mm-hmm. end of that turn for them. It, or not the very end, but we were, we were 70% of the way there. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And then it, it was very strategic on your part. Yeah. So we did it. There was still some screaming. But less, the volume was less, the intensity was less, the frequency was less for about another 10 minutes. And then peace and quiet. Yes. And here we are today. Mom day, not mom day. Not mom day. And what are we calling it? A success. success. Uh, Welcome to the podcast. It's dad segment time. This Kyle. Um, it's Greg. We got we got bottom Phillies tenth. We got runner on second. We got we got base hit. We got runner going. Runner scoring. So you know who I told you I liked in our <laughs> last pod. Jay Bruce. Jay Bruce. Mm-hmm. Love a Jay Bruce. Known athlete Jay Bruce. Uh-huh. Jay Bruce looks like me if I decided to let it all go and just said, you know what. I make a million dollars a year. I don't have to be, I don't know, healthy. And I said, let's do it. Jay Bruce, Jay Bruce is an Olympic athlete. Oh my but God, did like, he go to the Olympics? <laughs> baseball wasn't an Olympic sport. But is he, he has Olympian? the body type of like an archery guy. Mm, one of those guys. Mm-hmm. Google Jay Bruce. Just, just do it for yourself. It'll be fun for you. Mm-hmm. So, Kyle, give me, give me top... Two dadding moments. Top two dadding moments. Um, a really big dadding moment was just because I feel like I was watching it and I was very conscious. He rolled over. Ooh. I was watching the that. The first rollover? First rollover. Big dadding moment. Uh, another big dadding moment. Mm. Like in bath. Bath. When you're in the bath with them, and you give them the bat, little basketball, the, the, the toy, and you say buckets, and puts the ball through the basketball hoop for buckets. When we when we kind of got that down, that was a big, big moment. It's incredible. Having seen it myself, just mm-hmm. telling an, a 13-month-old old child buckets and having him just dunk 
is pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. Also, can do it with both hands, will be a future lead guard. So We'll see. So, Jay Wright, if you're out there. Jay Wright, start thinking about it now. Potential listener Jay Wright, mm-hmm. just, just offer Will now. That will okay. save Kyle and Merrill a lot of stress. <laughs> Give me some dad moments. Top dad moments, let's see. Number one dad moment was hospital. Uh, I was in charge of all the diaper changes in the hospital. Things happened. Wait, like during the birth? During after the birth, after the birth, post birth. Uh, nah, None doesn't count. Doesn't count. I barely, was gonna, barely involved in the birth. I was gonna go with that, and it doesn't count. Okay, too doesn't, cliche. Doesn't count. Too, too cliche. cliche. So Throw we're moving out. on. Hospital's gone. We're done now. Hospital's out. Nothing happened important there. Um, so we're home now. We're home. Mm-hmm. Number one daddy moment I think of all time was having our first. Straight up giggle. It was it was a day that it was tough. Our Great son day. was a little 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 colicky, a lot of yelling, a lot of screaming. We had a full on giggle when he was tired. Uh, mm-hmm. Olivia, my wife, was was putting him on his back and then lifting him up again and putting him on his back and lifting him up again. And so he decided it was the best thing in the world, and he just let out this this little perfect baby giggle. Mm-hmm. Showing that he was happy and that we were doing things correctly and he wasn't dying. And it was wonderful. Big moment. It was a very big moment. It was wonderful. When was the first time you experienced joy in your life, Craig? God. Okay, so uh, first time I experienced it was when the year, Gregorius hit that single. Oh, I was gonna say the year was 2017. Yeah. <laughs> I was twenty-six. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> What's your second dadding moment? Second best dadding moment. Second best dadding moment. Um my goodness. So, my goodness. Uh, crawling was a very big moment. Crawling? Seeing his first crawl. He was trying so hard. He would scream and he'd yell. We put him on his belly. And all he wanted to do was move. But he couldn't move. And he couldn't mm-hmm. move. And he's yelling at, at my mother-in-law. He's yelling at me and Liv. And he's, he's very loud. Our son mm-hmm. is not subtle. He doesn't do things quietly. He doesn't say, oh, I'm, I'm a little offended. Will's like, mm, excuse me, I am a little offended. This is, <laughs> this is inconvenience me. My son has decided that his teeth are being pulled out, like, by a very shady dentist. Mm-hmm. And just, he's decided that it's awful. So when he couldn't walk and he wanted, or couldn't crawl and he wanted to crawl, it was a nightmare scenario. So when he first started crawling, it was gore, it was wonderful. He was so happy. He loved it. And we didn't, they didn't hear a peep from him for a day and a half. It was, it was fantastic. Yeah. Two fantastic daddy moments that I was... Therefore, and realizing now that I actually didn't have a hand in, but well, witnessed them. You know, not having a hand in it is the dad motto. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Phil Goslin with a single. Phil Goslin, all he does is rake hits. Like yeah. it's odd, but Phil Goslin does nothing. Cannot like be stopped. And Jay Bruce got all the way to second. Mm-hmm. That was incredible. My goodness! Look at that boy move. <laughs> he had to slide. He's like the- a locomotive. <laughs> Jay Bruce had to slide into second on a single. <laughs> <laughs> and now we have Roman Quinn. A chance for redemption. Redemption. Uh, oh. Oh, 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 excitement. Wild pitch. It's 10-9. This could be the weirdest Phillies game in history, but it could also be the most disappointing Phillies game in history. <laughs> we Stay tuned. Top Phillies dad moment. And this could involve you being a dad. It could involve our dad. Give me a top Phillies dad moment. I'll say... Some of the some of the top Phillies moments is, um, what is it? Uh, Andrew, uh, his nickname for for Will is 
the Philadelphia Phillies. Philadelphia Phillies, solid. Which I love. That's great. That's t- oh, that's top three. Um, no, top three was when Merrill this opening day said first Phillies game for Will, and I mentioned. Well, Will was actually alive for half of the Philly season last year. Well, we tend to forget the 2019 Philly season. Uh, yeah, it was granted. a very bad season. Granted. So that was that was another top moment. Uh, other moment uh, was you know seeing him in the Harper shirt. Oh yes, yeah. him in the Harper well. shirt for opening day it was a big moment. Huge cut from Reese Hoskins that got nothing. <laughs> like, how many people would I rather have up here than Reese Hoskins right now? I think now? eight other Phillies left. Yeah. <laughs> eight other Phillies, eight other Phillies. You know who I'd definitely rather have up? Jay Bruce. Another Jay Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> we got 0-2 Reese Hoskins. That's, We're down one. So this is... This is it, Reese. By second, the by the way, third pitch from this this Jamoke here. This Jamoke. Uh, let's see. Top Phillies moment. So... In 2000, let's say call it 2006, no. uh, Jose Mesa was still, oh my goodness, he actually got a piece of that. I assumed he struck out. <laughs> no. Jose Mesa got a, was still pitching for the Phillies. This is and not Phillies dad moments. These are just Phillies This is just moments. a general Phillies moment. And yeah. me and my brother and my dad drove, what, five hours to Houston from Dallas? Yeah. Because back then, get this, the Astros were in the NL. And the AL and the NL did, did one series together. That was it. Yeah. There's one. Yeah, the real back then was like, that wasn't a thing. Yeah, it really played was one series like the year. That was it. One chunk of like, hey, you're going to play three teams from the other league. Hope you enjoy it. Yeah, and you know what? You'll play them one time a year. So, you know, you'll play them in six years. You'll play this team. Yeah. So they never really played the Rangers, which is the team that was close to us. But you know what? They played the Astros two times a year. Every year in Houston. Two times, what, one or two times a year. I don't know what baseball does. Once in Houston. Okay, so they drive. So we drive down to Houston, a good five-hour jump, get down, mm-hmm. and we stay in a hotel and everything, and we go to the Phillies game, and that, it's a good game. It's back and forth. It goes to the tenth. Um, after driving all the way down there, um, I think the Phillies had a big solid lead, and they they let it up, and then they that go into extras. Familiar. They go into the extras. And then, oh, God, Phillies lose. Okay, Phillies lose. Oh, off the bag! No, Phillies ah. lose, Phillies lose. Um, Phillies lose. So they go into extras, and Jose Mesa goes in. And the first pitch Jose Mesa throws is a big old quacker down the middle. And it's whacked just, just to 8,000 feet by, I want to say, Hunter Pence or a, a Hunter Pence from 2006. Yeah. Give me an Astro from 2006. Uh, nope, that's it. That's end of list. Hunter Pence. He might not even have been there yet. But he, yeah. he whacked it 8,000 miles. And Replacement Astro. And then we were like, oh, well, I guess we're driving five Did hours Did you talk about how the Astros were not good? Oh, yes. This time? I feel like I mentioned it was 2006 Astros that were back in the NL. Like, yeah. I don't think they ever did well. They're not good. Yeah, so. Uh, Phillies lose 10-9. What a game. God. What a roller coaster. And like most roller coasters, ended it poorly. ends on a down. Poorly. Right? Just, yes, bad. You never have a roller coaster that starts at the top. And ends And then you and then you go up at the end. Most roller coasters, you start up and you end down. But that's where we did. Just gravity, though. Like The Phillies are losing just gravity. Mm-hmm. 10,000 losses. That was that was ten years ago, Kyle. Mm-hmm. They had ten thousand losses for ten years. 
They could have thousands more losses by now. <laughs> 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 oh, I kid, I kid. They only have like 600 more losses. <laughs> but uh, now okay. that the Phillies game is over, you have been released from the DadCast segment. Well, hold right. on a minute. I have more, I have more dadding I need to get out there. There's been okay. a lot of dadding moments. There's been this a lot is of your, fun dadding. This is your like, I'm lightning dad round. Lightning dad round. Here's your lightning dad We're each going to ask a quick question and give us a one to two word response. Okay. Just one to two words. And I'll yep. throw out a word for the question for you. Word association. Dad with, style. With dad style, exactly. Mm-hmm. When I say bassinet, what do you think? Pain in the ass. Yeah. Okay. Very old bassinet pain in the ass. Next one. Okay. Um, teething. Pain in the ass. Okay, okay. Uh, Next one. Pajamas that zip from the top. Pain in the ass. Uh, okay, so being a dad is just a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm... Uh, no, pajamas, really, I'm mostly, I'm mostly fine with pajamas. You know what I really hate? Mm-hmm. Kicky pants. Oh, what a kicky pants. pants! For those I don't know, if I don't know kicky pants. Nightmares. What They're like pants? these little stretchy pajamas. That uh, you know. Are that the the ones that Tommy has? The ninja ones you guys? No, no, no. Those are great. They're two piecers. They're right? wonderful. Yeah. What are kicky these pants? These kicky pants are like elastic pajamas that are they're not open feet so you have to like shove their feet all the way through mm. and then pull the footy all the way up nope. they're nightmares oh that's what we, we yeah. throw our son in today because we we hate ourselves yeah mm-hmm. so those are disasters you know what i'd rate them zero out of zero pain in the ass mm, all right more ass. words more words about that word association with dad sippy cup pain in the ass um if you screw the sippy cup on wrong slightly Pour it, spills everywhere. Next. Um, more kid words. Uh, bumbo seat. Pain in the ass. Oh. Bumbo seat is just a seat that a toddler sits, like a, not toddler, like a older young baby sits in. Like, how could that be pain in the ass? They just sit there. <laughs> uh, we, so, we set Will up on the table, right, in the bumbo seat, and he immediately makes a dive to the left. <laughs> And he can, like, reach all the way out of the bumbo seat. Like, it's not keeping him from anything on the table. So it's literally just keeping him, you know, up, upright while he eats. Barely. Okay, barely yeah. doing that. Okay, uh, car seat. Car seat. Pain in the ass. Okay. Um, just what a pain to install. It's never correct. And then the game of is he strapped in tight enough or is he strapped in too tight and... Two clicks. How, Two clicks is what I was. How today. is mom's inspection Ooh, going the to mom go? Mom inspection like, always goes poorly. How goes poorly. is that anything that you want to be a part of? Well, see, yeah. I've never had a time where I strapped in Tommy and Liv just came over and was like, "Yep, that looks that looks yeah, satisfactory." That looks, oh, that's reasonable. And so I was pinch and then just just yank some more just in case yeah. that I forgot to yank hard enough. Yeah. Have I'm you ever considered yanking more? I feel like I can yank. Listen, I'm not a particularly strong person, but I feel like physically I can yank more than Olivia. Mm-hmm. And, like, she just doesn't believe that. So there's got to be more yanking. It's got to be more yanking. Okay, I will throw the, I feel like I have one that's going to get a different response. Child's laughter. Child's laughter? That's all right. Ah, not a pain in the ass. <laughs> not like, oh, it's too loud. Uh, you know... It's really setting off our alarm. That would be that would be true hot take for the sake of hot take. And really, I should have done it. Yeah, I, I just, just felt like I was teeing you up for it. I should have just done it as a bit, as my thing. But listen, listen, child okay. laughter, pain in the ass. Everyone says it's so great, 
and there it is. Overrated. Know. Yeah, exactly. Listen, overrated. We're trying to have a good is. time in one room. He's giggling in the other He's room. He's giggling like, in the other room. I can't even hear my Phillies. <laughs> and you know what? If uh, you do something that makes him giggle, He's going to want you to do it more. Mm -hmm. And it's just the start of just like a dopamine addiction that ends with like heroin usage. That's what it is. Let's get to a dopamine. Let's let's talk about dopamine addictions. Yeah. When's the last time you were a casino? I did a casino a couple years ago in what was that city? Uh... It was Omaha, Nebraska, what and was you this? could go, no, it was Kansas, it was Kansas. We were in Lawrence, Kansas, and you can go over to Kansas City, and you can gamble in Kansas City. And what was the time you casino before that? Uh, casino before that was probably Montreal, what year Montreal, was, Canada. Was that? that was probably... Three years ago. Wrong. So the answer is is we were in Mount Airy Casino uh, for Kevin's bench. So the yeah. last two casinos you went to were in Mount Pocono, Pennsylvania, and Lawrence, Kansas. A uh, Kansas City, Kansas. Kansas City, Kansas, which is yeah. just just not. No, Kansas City, Missouri. I was on the Missouri side. Oh, for the casino. Thank goodness. You know what? Never mind everything I said about that. Yeah. Kyle, you've been to reputable casinos that are wonderful. Yeah. Not a lot of winners. Not a lot of winners that I've been to lately. Speaking of not a lot of winners. Phillies so, unders. For all you dads out there, Phillies unders is usually the way to go. Yeah. Um, so, some dad association words I'll give you. Okay, they're out of me. Stroller. Ooh, pain in the ass. Pain in the ass. My goodness. So, you have to actually mm-hmm. take the... So, our son actually doesn't go in the front, front stroll until very recently. Mm-hmm. Until very recently, it was the whole head to put him in the car seat to put the stroller in. And yeah. for some reason, the way we walk him in our street just gets full direct sunlight all the time, which is terrible for babies. So you can only walk in one direction, which doesn't have sidewalks. Mm-hmm. And it's just a pain in the butt. Mm-hmm. And listen, our walks are wonderful and all, but like, we could we can do better than that. There's got to be a better way to walk a kid than down a, a sidewalk with sidewalkless street with full sunlight. There has got to, got be, to be a better, a better way. way. got to be a better way. Okay. So stroller is not my favorite. Okay. Uh, pediatricians. Love, love pediatricians. Whoa. Our pediatrician is fantastic. Oh, you're not going with a pain in the ass? I'm not going with a pain in the ass. I would have gone Shout out Dr. McDonald. Shout out Dr. McDonald. I dropped my son on his head. Can we edit that out? (laughs) But it wasn't that that deep of a drop. She was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, after pediatrician is... uh, I didn't think so. I have to think for a second. Um, Let's go with... Playpen. I cannot pain in the ass is the opposite. Like, what's the best thing that ever happened? You just mm-hmm. keep them in one spot, and like that's it. They can't they can't go anywhere else. Mm-hmm. How do you do better than that? So you love a playpen. Love a playpen. Playpen mm-hmm. underrated. Yeah, I know it's it's rated very highly. Still underrated. Mm-hmm. Playpen. You put them in there, and guess what? That's where they are. You can come back later, and they're still there because they can't get out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. Except for a wheel. Will is a wonderful kid. How much? Uh, but playpens, he can get almost at the point. He's getting almost over at this point, and like it makes me a little nervous. Like he's kind of like leaning over it. And, yeah, he's we, got a while. He's not climbing over that thing. Hold we put the Yingling bottle there. We put the Yingling oh, thing yeah, next for Tommy. Oh yeah, you put the Yingling box. And there. he can kind of get on top of the Yinglings. And he's like half over the playpen. 
Yeah, then he would be in trouble. But Tommy loves a, a yingling case to just stand on and not to mm-hmm. drink, because that's ridiculous for any month old baby. But mm-hmm. we put that there for Tommy, and Will climbs on top of it, and he's basically out of a playpen. So that was a little nerve-wracking. But other than that, playpen's wonderful. Uh, jumper, jumper toy. Jumper, I would say, was great. Now has rapidly become pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. Because my living room is, is mostly different toys. And now the jumper's become a toy that we don't want to put away because what if he still likes it? But, like, it's also ginormous and, like, it's just taking up a good portion of our living room. Mm-hmm. And when we put him in it, he screams most of the time. But we're like, but he loves it. Like, we'll keep the jumper he used, out. At one point, he loved mm-hmm. it. So, mm-hmm. like, I think it's time to get rid of the jumper, but we'll, we'll, we'll get that debate when we get home. But it, it's... We'll fight that fight when we get there. It's a fight that's worth fighting because yeah. my living room just needs room. Family room. What's the difference? Yeah. Uh, babysitters. Have never had one. You have never Only had babysitter I've ever had is, uh, is Liv's mother. Oh, my goodness. And my aunt for a, one half an afternoon. Wow. That was it. The only babysitter she's ever had. What about uh, your mom? Why have you been down here? I've been with her. We've never left her alone with Tommy. You have we? never left her have alone we? with Tommy while you've been when? here? I feel like you have. What? Oh, after you went to bed, yes. But never been like awake with her. Mm-hmm. But how would you describe babysitters? Babysitters, in theory, are wonderful. And I want to get more of them. And I just want to have all the babysitters. So I don't have to yeah. you know, constantly be We used to do this thing where you took a babysitter and you paid them. And then you can and go somewhere else. they called it a nanny. Mm. And I loved that. I heard that you had a nanny for what a month. Yeah. What happened to this nanny? Did she leave on? Did she want to leave? Did you force her out? Well, there was a global pandemic. That happened. Ah. And so the nannying relationship listeners, fell apart a lot because of the global pandemic. COVID nineteen is referring to. Yes, that's the that's the novel coronavirus that was discovered in two thousand nineteen. I am being told now. I have a, I have a statute here. It says four months that you had this this nanny for. Yeah. Yes, I'm being I'm being. My research department has given me a sheet of paper that says four months. Mm-hmm. What was her name? Uh, what was her name? Nika. 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 Did Will like Nika? Will loved Nika. Uh, their big thing was they would sit with the bay windows and they would look at the cars. And they would wave at the cars. That's why he's so good at waving. Watching the cars go by. Awesome. Yeah. Also a favorite pastime of my son. Mm-hmm. You stick them in the bay windows and he just watches them. Nika. Nika. What is she doing now? She's think? Filipina. She is working at a job uh, that I don't know what it is. So she has a job that is not nannying. I'm going to ask the research department to give me a, a, a sheet of paper. <coughs> Cough button. Um, with, with what Nika does now? Hmm, the research department is stuffed. <laughs> yeah. It's not in the database. Arlington, Virginia, she's in now. Not in the database. But if you had to recap, if you had to recap what happened Mm -hmm. with this Phillies game before we sign off. Okay. Very beginning of the Phillies game, I'm full of hope. Who pitched today? It was Zach Wheeler. Zach Zach Wheeler. Zach Wheeler had a heck of a game. He let up, what, two runs? Two runs, fantastic. I don't know where it all went wrong, but like suddenly it was it was it was when the to, bullpen came in. Yeah, well, obviously, but like then it was suddenly seven to, and then the the amazing thing was that the Phillies scored enough runs to also make it matter that the bullpen didn't 
Like, didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. So there we are. We're at like what? I think it was six to six. Two runs by the Orioles from just general bullpen nonsense. Was it Hector Neris for those two runs? Bullpenery. Bullpenery. Uh, yeah. There was, Hector no- there was some Hector, Hector nonsense. And the best part is Kyle's like, oh, Hector Neris is good. The beginning of the night, it's like, oh, you like a Hector Nearest. The best part is we can we can check the tapes mm. on all of this. And he's like, oh, I like a Hector Nearest. And I was like, nah, this is just some nonsense. And he lets up two runs. Yeah. Phillies lose. But, but, that's not how it happened. The Phillies decided, you know what? Yeah. It was, you're not even giving us the roller coaster. No, I'm saying with Phillies, in our minds, after Hector Nearest gives two runs, the Phillies lose, right? Yeah. That's it. Done game. Ball game. Yeah. But, but, there's Mean Gene. Was it Mean Gene? Was Wait, it mean, Gene? mean Gene came in after the next step. So first, it was Bray Juice, Joe Bray Juice, Bryce Harper. Yes, Bray Juice and Bryce Harper get get some get some runs, get some in knocks, there. get and some runs, and then we get a nice DD. They go up, bloopy single. No, no, no. That's the next step. So we had that first step. It was Bray Juice? Oh my goodness, Bryce Harper get the Phillies up. Then it was Didi. Didi, yes, there it is. Gives us a little bit Then it was Didi. Didi. No, then it was Gene Segura. Drops the That's ball in the infield. Mean Gene, yeah. Mean, mean Gene. Gene third base machine drops the ball. Okay. And then all of a sudden, Orioles are. No, no. And then it was Didi. And then it was Didi the blue to tie the game in yeah. short center. And then... I, you know what the crazy part is? I just blacked out what happened with Gene. Just dropping an infield hit. It was a pop-up. A mile high, just about a foot off the pitcher's mound. And Didi, uh, really it's Gene, really insane. Mean Gene has never seen a pitcher's mound in his life, and it just threw him it's off. It's really insane. It's like, what? What is this nonsense? It's not, it's not level. It's raised. I can't deal with it. But that's what I wanted to lay down just for posterity, so that when I listen back, I will understand what absolute nonsense this Phillies game anyway, was. Anyway, 10-9. 10-9 Orioles. 10-9 Orioles. The Orioles aren't good. Segway. That was quite the experience. <laughs> yeah, you and Greg watching the Phillies is just a, a hot mess. There was a lot going on, uh, and I think cognitively it was too much for me. I think it was too much, and I was overwhelmed. And that's, that's my excuse. I mean, me and Olivia planned out our part. Mm-hmm. We kind of sprung it on you guys that you owed us a segment for the pod. So a little bit. I understand that why y'all mm-hmm. were all over the place. Could we have done better than we did? Yeah. <laughs> we can always do better. We, we can, can always, always improve. Mm-hmm. But you guys got to ride the roller coaster that is Phillies baseball with us. So, hey, you got that going for you. Mm-hmm. And we uh, successfully had a you know, double episode Double pod drop. with uh, Greg and Olivia. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were our first returning guests, first in history. So a lot, of, a lot of milestones hit this week. Yeah. Oh, one more milestone. The 100th listener came forward. Oh, the 100th listener came forward. That's right. Yeah. Congrats so, to listener Ben M. Ben M., we thank you. We thank yeah. you for coming forward, for having the courage. Um, I did luckily see uh, your post, and because apparently I'm not getting tagged, or postcast is not getting tagged in things, so 
Now I'm wondering maybe someone had come forward, but mm. I wasn't notified. But that's okay because I saw your post. You are the 100th listener, and you are getting some Posecast swag. Oh, yeah. Merle, you've had some swag developed. Oh, I went all out, okay? Yeah. I woke up at like 3 in the morning the other night, couldn't go back to sleep, saw your wonderful Insta story, Ben M., and I started, I started going nuts just buying things yeah. for you, sir. And you will be the only one that owns these The only one who owns the merch. The merch, yes. Yeah. Kyle and I don't even have this merch. We don't merch. have the merch. So congrats to you. Yeah. And uh, shout out to you, Ben mm-hmm. M. It's Kyle and Meryl Meryl Pope.